We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How about you? You're doing well? Yes, I am doing well. It's good. It's good. I, I gotta be positive, right? Somebody's gotta be. Nah, we can be positive. Like, I mean, we, we can complain a little bit. We can be positive. Question for you. you gotta, I got a good, good show on. I don't know if it's a question. Got a good show for on Netflix for you. What is it? Shorzy. Shorzy. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, give that give that a watch. It's pretty good. I'll check it out. That's yeah, pretty good. So, guys, as always, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast, good or bad. Just want to thank you all so much again for listening here at Talking Halos again, making us the best podcast angels podcast out there. Uh, if you could follow us on all of our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. Hello. YouTube. How are you doing? Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate Green 34. And guys, don't forget blue wire, 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 blue wire. Blue wire. Okay. So if you're looking Good. at the podcast, go ahead and head over to blue wire. So Nate, 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 Nate's when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad right now. It's There's not, no in between right now. It's not good. Actually, no, that would be in between. Not good is in between, right? In between. No, good. no, the sky is falling. If you the check Twitter, yeah. the sky is falling. I think the sky worried. has been falling for about two days. I'm not worried. Are you worried? I mean, again, again, like some of our listeners here have pointed out, uh, should I be worried because we're getting closer to your win total for the year? You don't want don't that. Want. That would be terrible for no, you. We would, oh, yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't <laughs> want that. No, but I mean, seriously, though, like, think about it. Like, we got played. Played a tough team, you know. You're coming off a coming off a split against Texas. You're just playing some playing some tough baseball. You got to get healthy again, right? Yeah, Anthony Rendon, who's missing. Uh, Taylor Ward finally is seems to be healthy again. Had the scary incident with Kurt Suzuki, and I know, you know Kurt Suzuki is Kurt Suzuki, but you never ever want that to happen. What we saw, that's that was a scary incident, and we won't even bring it up. Um, but 
you know, you got some pitchers that you need to get healthy. Austin Warren, Jose Quijada just came off the IL. The, the rotation's looking good still. That is a plus. The rotation looks fine, and I'm good with that. The offense is starting to be the offense again, though I'd like to see Anthony Rendon back. And the bullpen has just had a tough week. I mean, that's the best way to put it right now. The bullpen has had a tough week. Yeah, sure. It's overused. Sure. It's sure. misused. Sure. Can we agree on can we agree on those last two? Ver- oh yeah, no. I, I'm not gonna disagree with you on either of those, but I am going to point out that the Angels are playing a real team for the first time in a long time. So yes, there is some like, oh hey, it's okay. The bullpen was mismanaged, you know, the the way the game went just, you know, it didn't fall the Angels' way. But that's what happens when you play a good team. It was unbelievable. I was at the game on Friday. The Blue Jays made so many mistakes, and they still won the game. That should not happen. Now, what is – what – why do you – Three errors? Why do you think they still won, though? What why, why, What is the difference, then, between the Angels, who played a good game – I guess on Friday you can say in a sense you know, still, they, play, still they played a game. Made let's play, let's say they it played was a like very an sloppy game. They played an average game. They played an average game. The Jays played a below average game. All right, we can say that for just for the sake of it. What's the difference then? I think the biggest difference, and everyone's going to get super upset with me, but Alex Manoa did not have his best stuff that night. He did not. He still figured a way to get his team deep into the game. Uh, you look at what he did early on, was getting hit around. He outlasts still Seth. He went six innings. He went. He gave up three runs. Did not have his best stuff. They made two errors behind him, maybe a third error. I know they made three errors in the game. I don't remember if the third error was with the bullpen in the game, but they definitely made at least two errors behind him. So not only did he not have his good stuff, he was struggling to get help defensively and he still made it through six innings. I think that is the biggest difference between teams that are World Series contenders and teams that are World Series pretenders are when their pitchers don't have their stuff, they can still go out there and get jobs done. I mean, we we see it all the time with the Angels when their guys go out there. If they don't have it, it's two innings, three innings. If they have it, they're going seven, six, seven, Hopefully eight innings if it's Syndergaard, maybe a ninth inning if it's uh, Otani Syndergaard. Lorenzen's done it once. But, like, we've had way too many outings where it's two innings. And Manoa was very close, like, to being a three-inning guy that night. Like, they were hitting him. They were getting guys in scoring position. They couldn't get that that one big hit. But I think that, that was a huge difference in the series, too. Here's the difference between the Jays and the Angels bullpen wise is that the angels have Jaime Berea and Ollie Ortega who can go eat those innings. I don't think the Jays do correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to think Phelps, like, I don't think dude, they have Phelps those guys. Can do dude, it. Phelps came in the ninth today. Like he did, but that was because Romano had thrown all week, you know, yeah. stuff tough when you have to throw three days in a row. Uh, so did every angels reliever too. So, I mean, right. I yes. Mean, For the most part. Yes. Uh, which is tough. That's why he got the off day today. Uh, but no, he has been able to get to like he was a starter at one point. He has traditionally been that Jaime Berea guy. I know he's had some years where he's been good, so he's he's kind of been more of a one inning guy. But he can go multiple innings. Um, I I think that that's huge though to have a guy like that where you're not taxing 
the entire bullpen. It's like, hey, man, you did not have your best stuff. You still went out there. You like he had nine Ks. Like you'll look at it on paper and you're like, man, this guy had a pretty good outing. But like he did not have that good of an outing. Um, so that was big for the entire series. If the Angels are able to get him out in the third or fourth inning, like you would hope that changes the entire series. Because even if the Blue Jays win that game, they have to use, you know, four or five different relievers that probably would have had to pitch again, where I don't, I think Simber threw one time today, gave up a home run, but he's been one of their better relievers. And he threw once this series. I just thought it was like a screwed up series in general as well. Like, I just thought that anything that could go wrong did go wrong. And anything that could happen did happen in a sense in this entire series. It just, it just felt like that. And it just felt like every bounce, maybe not every bounce, but it felt like every bounce went the Blue Jays way. Can we somewhat agree on that? Like, just felt like, you know, Loop came in and obviously Loop hasn't been the dude that the Angels assigned him to be as of late, but Loop came in and it was like, oh man, that's tough. You saw Iglesias come in once and it was like, uh uh-oh, you saw you saw Tapera come in and give up some runs. I mean, it just seemed like anything that could happen did happen. It was just one of those series. Like I, I don't have an answer for you on, uh, on this series at all, to be honest, at the end of the day, though, we did say this, right. We did say this last week. The angels just need to play 500 baseball in the month until July 1st. Correct. Like that's where yeah. we're just play 500 baseball. Like, and I'm not, that's why I'm not worried at all. Like, yeah, okay, you started this stretch off kind of tough. It is, it is what it is. You're, you're four games under 500 right now with that stretch, though we said we needed, we would have we liked need. to see the Angels take that second game against Texas. Yes. Which was a tough game as well. Uh, but the Angels just need to play 500 baseball until July. Like, that's all you got to do. You go take two or three in New York, which doesn't seem easy right now because New York is very good and the Angels haven't played horrible but they're the bullpen is not what it needs to be to go win games against a very good team and we saw it we saw it this week in this four game series like just plain and simple as that the bullpen was was bad for the most part I mean Jaime Bria thought pitched well thought Jimmy Herget pitched his ass off um but other than that I mean even the even a couple starters it was like eesh that's not good like just let's just say Angels pitching in general just wasn't where it needed to be Though, you know, I, I didn't think I didn't think they played bad. I really didn't. I just thought that I just thought that any bounce that could go the Angels' way did not go the Angels' way, and it just, you know, the Blue Jays had an answer for everything. They really did. The Blue Jays were a better team. You want me to say it? That's that's kind of where where it was, right? Yeah, and they're going to go play a team that is better than the Blue Jays. So this is going to be a, a tough week for the Angels. They've got to take the off day. They're going to travel on Monday and they've got to regroup and get ready to go on Tuesday. Cause this, the Yankees are not going to just let them walk in and, and take the series. I know that for sure. The Yankees are, are going to play tough. And the angels have actually played very well in New York lately. I feel like I could be wrong. Don't go look at the stats on that. Anybody. Um, I was going to say, I think, I think it was pre 2010. They were like one of the best teams in New York and then post 2010, they haven't been as good. Yeah. I mean, Still, I feel like the Angels play well in New York, so I'm not concerned about that in general. I'm just concerned. Angels need to have a much-needed off day. I'll say that. You 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 throw your two aces against some the best team in baseball right now, right? You go Cindergard and Otani. Otani's last start in New York, 
was forgettable. I think he gave up nine or something like that. Yep, so. right before the all-star break. Yep. So there, there is that. However, I'm not too worried right now. You know, you don't have to face anybody crazy. You face Nestor Cortez, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball. You face Jamison Tyon, and you face uh, Jordan Montgomery, I think it was, yes. as well. So I'm, again, I like what the Angels have moving forward here against the Yankees. I am again with you here. The Angels don't have to face an ace, though. Well, Nestor Cortez. I take that back. Nestor Cortez has been... Uh, he's not an ace. He's, he's not, not an ace. ace. He's not an ace, he, but he's been damn good this year. That's fine, but he's not an ace. He's not. He's not Garrett Cole. He's no, he's not. He, he's pitched fine. He, he's done really well, but he's not an ace. So, And I remember the text message beforehand. Before the season, I think we were talking about Yankees starting pitching, and you laughed at me when I mentioned Nestor Cortez. Oh. I'll go back and find that text. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah, no, I'll find that text. Don't worry. It'll be in there somewhere. Whoa. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it. so you're, go, you're going from Nestor Cortez, eh, not really starter, to, oh, Nestor Cortez is like an ace. So I don't, I don't know. We, we can't just pick. All right. Because all he's right. You're, putting me on, you're putting me on the spot here. So no more complaining about the Blue Jays series that's in the past now. You get the day off tomorrow. In fact, no baseball at all tomorrow, which is going to be extremely tough. No Memorial Day baseball at all for the Angels organization. Uh, minor leagues has the off day. And the Angels also have an off day. So not a lot going on on Monday, which if you're listening to this is today. We record on Sunday, so I apologize for making it sound weird. But, uh, Nate, let's Only let's four teams are not playing on Memorial Day, too. That's so weird. That's very weird. I don't like that. It's like not playing on 4th of July. Everyone should just play. Everybody needs to play on Memorial Day. Everybody needs to play on 4th of July. You just got to gotta do it. So um, let's talk about what the Angels need to do moving forward. I think we kind of you know touched on it a little bit, but let's break it down a little bit more. What do the Angels need to do? There's two questions to this. What, does, what do the Angels as in players need to do? And what does Joe Madden need to do? Because I think you need to differentiate those two because I think the Angels as players – have been good, and I think Joe Madden has been average. Is that fair to say that? Like, I know we've talked about this a lot. It is, it is but it's also the players should have mm-hmm. a little bit of say in this because, like, you might not be putting some of them in the right situation, but we're paying some of them that kind of money. So if you're going to take that kind of money you better be able to get outs whenever we ask you to get outs. Or you better be able to hit wherever we're asking you to hit. So, yes, it is partly on Joe Madden, but I don't think the players are getting any any hype. Or, excuse me, not hype. Uh, they're not getting any uh, slack for this. It's all like, oh, you know, this is really Joe Madden's fault. Joe Madden's really not doing a great job managing. It's like, I mean, you can say it's Joe Madden's fault, but the players still have to go out there and perform. We have a top 10 payroll in Major League Baseball. Like, it's not like we're just, you know, Oakland or Baltimore or Pittsburgh where it's the bottom bottom five payroll in baseball. We have a high payroll, and we are paying some guys a lot of money. These guys need to perform. It is what it is. So, um, yes, I, I do say Joe Man gets some of the blame, but he cannot get all the blame because um, when he presses the right buttons, he gets absolutely no credit. When he presses the wrong buttons – which could be the exact same buttons he was pressing earlier, he is going to get all the blame. So, um, yes, I understand what you're saying, but I think from the player situation, these guys need, need to perform. They need to step up. They need to 
make plays when they're asked to. They need to make pitches when they're asked to. Um, I, I think that's the biggest thing. It, it needs to be next man up. And that's how, everyone, little, that's how it felt for a little while. You know, Fletcher did. went down and it was like, oh, Velasquez is that guy or Tyler Wade is that guy or Matt Duffy is that guy. And then the Angels went through some injury issues, sick COVID issues, whatever. And then it was like, eh, you know, yeah, now it just seems like they've kind of gone away from that. So they definitely. Yeah, it, it really feels like the Angels are like, oh, the, the injury bug has hit us. Like, we, we're not we're not supposed woe, to win. Woe so, is me. Huh? Woe is me. Yeah. It's like, well, if it if we're not really supposed to win, we have Anthony Rendon out, you know, Otani was banged up a little bit. Awesome Warren, who's been really good for us, he's been banged up. And all of a sudden, it's excuse after excuse after excuse. And you go and look at a team we're about to play in the New York Yankees, and they're not 100% healthy. They're not. Giancarlo stands on the aisle. Uh, Josh Johnson's on the aisle. Aroles Chapman's been hurt. Uh, Jonathan Luisiga, who was one of the best pitchers in baseball in the bullpen last year, he's hurt right now. Uh, Chad Green, one of their best pitchers, is hurt right now. Like, they have a lot of injuries. And that's just the Yankees, who have the best record in baseball. You can go to the Dodgers, who also have one of the best records in baseball. Kershaw's been banged up. Max Muncy's been banged up. Um, Max Muncy's, Muncy's also been bad. Man. Exactly. They're still winning games with all of this chaos around them. And I, I think that's kind of something that the players can do is get to that next man up and just be like, hey, you know, I might not be the guy for this situation, but I'm going to get it done. You know, I, I probably maybe I'm not supposed to be pitching in the seventh or eighth inning, but I'm going to get this job done so we can win the game. That That's what it needs to be. Or maybe I'm not the guy to hit a home run, but Tyler Wade hit a home run the other day. And I, I don't know if people thought he was going to hit a home run all year. So like things like that, where it's like, just, just step up and make, make plays when you need to. Uh, Tyler Wade, again, he should not be playing right field. He, he struggled out there. We, we got Juan Magaris up and he has struggled a little bit. Like we just need guys to, to be up there and grind and, and be willing to, to make plays when their number's called. When, when we talk about Joe Madden and what he needs to do, I think he needs to put guys in the best situation to succeed. And, like, obviously we've talked about it. The bullpen has been misused a little bit. Loop is not really a high-leverage guy. He's more of a sixth, seventh guy, more likely a sixth-inning guy against a really good lefty, um, not an eighth or ninth guy. Uh, Tapera is more of that seventh-inning guy. The, the Angels need to find that eighth-inning guy. And if it's in the trade market, that's fine. If it's Ollie Ortega, that's fine. Like, he's shown that he's pitched good enough uh, when he only has to get three outs. And he's actually pitched well when he's had to get six outs. So um, that is the biggest thing with Joe Madden. He needs to continue to put guys in a position to succeed. I, I did see that this week's road trip has a little bit of a theme to it, so that'll be fun. Um, I think that needs to come back. Like they need to have a little bit of fun. It's been a while since they've had some fun. And I think Joe Madden kind of realized that and was like, all right, boys, we're going to have a little bit of fun this road trip. Everyone's going to dress up and we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to go into New York and take care of business. So I think Joe's doing a great job. I know people are going to be like, oh, you know, this is all Joe Madden's fault, this and that. You know, he's done bad with the bullpen. He's, I mean, you're paying guys $9 million a year. They better get outs. You're paying guys $15 million a year. They better get the job done. So, yes, we can blame Joe Madden, but 
when we're paying guys, the amount of money we're paying some of these guys to get outs and they're not getting outs, it's really, really hard to blame Joe Madden. Because if, if for some reason we were paying Aaron Loop, you know, $1 million, $2 million, and he's pitching in the eighth or ninth inning and he wasn't getting the job done, okay, fine. We're not paying him $1 or $2 million. He needs to be a guy who can get outs whenever we ask him to. Same with Ryan Tapera. Go ahead. You, you good? I think I'm good, good. now. So you, got, you got that off your chest. Just want to make yes. sure you got it off your chest. Okay, cool. Very good. No, that's exactly. I mean, you went from you went from having fun and you went from having fun at the beginning of the season to it's a job to you need to get back to having fun again. I mean, I think at the end of the day, and this is going to sound stupid, but as former players, you understand when it goes from having fun to being a job, that's when you don't have fun anymore, obviously. Like that's a, that's a weird, like easy thing that we get a concept of, but you need to find a way from going from having a job to having fun again. And I think mm-hmm. that, I mean, winning solves that. Yes, but you need to find, you got to find a way. Like there's gotta be something, there's, there's gotta be something in the background to do. And you got to trust Joe Matt in that situation. Yep. <laughs> he's, that he's, is what Joe does. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that's the answer to all. So most people that are listening are like, Jared, you're being an idiot for this, but as a former player, and you know, this too, you know, at the end of the day, if you're having fun, you know, you're winning. And if you're winning, you're having fun. And right now they're not winning. They're not having fun and they're not having fun. So they're not winning. Yep. Weird twists there, but yeah, no, I'm I'm in full agreement with you. So, uh, what do you what else you got? Sam Bachman got hurt. It's always fun to hear that. You know, um, he's he's a reliever. Um, yeah, we're gonna go back and forth on that one, but um, my yeah. stance will not change. Yours, yours, yours will change every no. fifteen minutes. Well, Mine will not. It comes down to the it comes down to the changeup for Bachman. Yeah, uh, that's not the easiest pitch to learn. I think that's probably the hardest pitch to learn, actually. So I'm going to stick with mine. He's a reliever. He floats the changeup up there right now, and that's the tough part about it. However, uh, Kai Bush is ready. I'll tell you that much. I know you don't believe me in that one, but I just watched. What I watched in his last start was as close to what I saw from Reed Detmers and Chase Silseth before they got called up. Like, I, I, if, if you give me two more, one more start like that, it's like, all right, Perry, let's go. Like, Kai Bush needs to come up. Um, I don't know where he fits, but you need to find a spot for him because he's going to help. The, he's going to help this team. You know, and same thing with Silseth. Like, I don't know if Silseth has a bad start or two, then maybe you send him back down or something. But, uh, but yeah, Kai Bush is ready. I'll tell you that much. I know. Again, you're not going to believe me, but just what I saw. No, I'm not going to believe you. He is he is Reed Detmers right now, and like that's fine. But we already have that, and we kind of know what Reed Detmers is. So he's a guy who's going through some growing pains. And if you want to win playoff games, you can't have three or four Reed Detmers right now. I, I like Chase Silseth. I, I'm, I think I Silseth has more upside right now than both those guys. I want to see I mean, Silseth in the pen. Actually, that would be interesting. You move Silseth to the pen. He, he's got the velo as a starter. He's got the devastating splitter. His yeah. slider's been good. Um, I, I think that he has earned his, his job, and he has shown more signs of being good than – he's shown his ceiling could be higher than Reed Detmers. That's what I'm going to say. And people are going to be like, oh, Reed Detmers, you know, number one prospect in the angel system, this and that. I have seen more from Chase Silseth in a short amount of time that proves that he can get outs no matter what than I have out of Reed Detmers. Stuff-wise, stuff wise, I agree. 
that's what I'm talking about stuff wise. But pure pitching ability, I give it to to Reed Detmers, and that's why that can Harry, be learned. That's well, that's well. I don't I, I don't think that can be learned. That I think, can be. I think learned. you can teach. I think you can teach stuff. I don't think you can teach pure pitching ability. I think you can teach him how to pitch. I don't think and so. it happens all the time. I mean, you, you look at it. CC Sabathia was a pure stuff guy. Gets gets loses velo and becomes a guy who can pitch. Right. Verlander had to learn how to pitch again. It it it, it happens. Yes, I'm, it's not I'm easy. To, I'm trying to think of who is a good example of this. Just pure ability, but just could not. I take that back. Yeah, no, no, just pure ability, but just wasn't there mentally and that's what it seems like the angels had been in the past you know was just pure ability but doesn't have the pitch ability you know like you go up there and you can just go chuck it but i don't think you know not not saying that chase silsa doesn't have pitch ability at all because i think that chase silsa does a very good job and i think he's an athlete and i think he can he, he has enough of that pitch ability and and that in their mind like you know smarts like how you and I have in a sense, but we don't have, we don't have that ability, obviously. Like we're not Reed Detmers. We don't throw 90 plus miles an hour. The closest guy that you will find is Alex Meyer. And that was a long time ago. Different organ, like came from a different organization. That's the last guy who had like the 98 plus and just couldn't throw strikes. I think, I think you see it. I think you see it a lot in the angels organization with, with position players at the moment, which is like Trent DeVoe, you know, like Jordan Adams for a little while, Joe Adele, like just that pure stupid ability, but just don't quite understand how to play baseball yet. Like that's something that, yes, okay, fine. I, I get, I take it back. You can learn that over time, but like it's not something easily learned, and that's why again, Joe Adele's not up. You know, like again, I'm not saying that Jordan Adams isn't, you know, smart on the baseball field or anything like that, but that's why we've seen such slow development because he hadn't played all that much. Trent DeVoe who had just, he was, he was a top 10 prospect in the angels organization and just can't put it together. You know, like I, I, I just, but think those guys are, aren't in the big leagues no. putting up good numbers. Like well, so Seth, well. eh, very average numbers. Exactly. That's but what, I, that's what Joe Adele's missing though. Is that, yeah, but still Seth is, but still Seth has shown signs of being really, really good. Yes. Granted, he has thrown against two AAA lineups and also arguably a top three lineup in baseball and kind of had not quite the same success, but he has shown signs of being really good. So I'm not I, – I would rather put my eggs in his basket than I would in a Kyle Bush or even a Reed Detmers right now because Reed Detmers, like, he's still learning. He's still learning how to pitch. And, like, yes, he has better pitch ability right now, but he is still learning – when to throw each pitch and how to throw each pitch. Or still Seth, because he throws 97 plus, like, hey, if I miss with my fastball, I can still beat a guy. And that's something that is nice to have. When, you know, Reed Detmer throws 92, and if he misses, it's, you know, usually an extra base hit. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, Nate, you got any final thoughts before I let everybody go? I don't know. We want to predict this next series. I know um, you a Yankee sweep, right? We'll do that tomorrow. That's fine. That's fine. We'll do that tomorrow. That's cool with me. So, guys, as always, I want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast, listening to us rant a little bit. I know that, you know, it wasn't complaining like you see on Twitter and what everybody wants to hear from us. But uh, 
but I mean, we're not pressing the panic button yet by any means. I don't think, I think that this team has still got a lot of, a lot of stuff left. And I think they got a lot of, a lot of fight left up their sleeves. So uh, again, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at talking halos can making us the best angels podcast out there. Go follow us wherever you are listening or watching. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate and Acreen 34 and guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.